One, two, three, four. Screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time. It's my screen time too. Hello and welcome to It's My Screen Time Too, the podcast where two moms see what's most painful. Stepping on an errant Lego, getting repeatedly pummeled in the abdomen by an overenthusiastic hugger, or watching the television and movie content made for our kids. I'm Katie. And I'm Deborah. And I have one son. His name is Jay. He's almost three years old. And I have three kids. I have five-year-old twins named Libby and Nate and an eight-year-old named Tony. Speaking of painful content, I was listening to the Daily Zeitgeist podcast today mm-hmm. and somebody mentioned Neutraventures. What? Remember how bad that was? Yes. Why yeah, on earth he- were they mentioning it? They were talking about what their kids liked to watch and how Nutriventures was really the penultimate, most terrible show, which <laughs> I, I think we can concur. Yeah, I'm glad. I feel vindicated. Anyway, our kids are adorable, especially when they're watching TV or sleeping. Am I right, Katie? <laughs> yes, those are definitely their two heights of adorableness. <laughs> also eating ice cream. Yeah, until you have to clean up the ice cream. I guess there's less cleanup for you these days, but... So anything uh, particularly cute that Jay did this week? Okay, so you know this, obviously, since your kids are older, but like once your kid starts going to school, you exercise a lot less control over their vocabulary, yes? Mm Mm-hmm, right. Okay, so Jay has been super obsessed with pirates lately. It's very cute. We have like all sorts of cardboard box pirate ships all around the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, lately he's been talking about rum a lot. <laughs> like he'll just, <laughs> apropos of nothing, be like, Mom, do you like rum? and it's an interesting conversation because I'm 100% sure I've never mentioned rum to him before Kevin is 100% sure he's never mentioned rum to him before neither of us drink rum we're not like tropical drink people Mm -hmm. Um, but he's super curious about it so like we'll be playing pirates and he'll be like I found a treasure chest oh there's rum in it mom do you like rum (laughs) That is hilarious. So I don't oh know where gosh. he got it, but he is newly obsessed with rum, which I guess, I mean, there are worse things he could pick up at school. Have you told him he can try it in college? I just said it's a grown-up drink. And yeah, yeah. Mommy and daddy don't think it's very good. How about uh, your kids? Okay. Are you familiar with the dance move, the floss? No. Really? No, I am old and cannot dance. (laughs) Okay, well, me neither, but it's, like, a thing that I've seen, like, school, like, elementary school-aged kids do. Okay. Oh, boy. So we're going to have to put this on the Facebook and Twitter, but they take their arms and, like, swing it back really, back and forth really, really fast, like, alternating hips, and it looks really hard, and it must be really hard and I've seen kids do it really well and then I've seen my kids attempt to do it <laughs> and those poor kids like Jeremy and I neither one of us dance at all and I mean I think you can learn to do anything but some people are definitely predisposed to be like good or bad at certain things and 
our kids are definitely predisposed to. <laughs> you know, if they want to master a dance move, I think it's going to take them like 10,000 hours of practice. Well, what is the magic number according to Malcolm Gladwell? Isn't it 10,000? Is it 10,000? 100,000? Oh, okay. I don't know. but <laughs> I've obviously never put in that amount of hours in anything. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Well, maybe they shouldn't start with such a complicated dance move. Have they tried right. the box step? Ah, uh, see, I, I find that challenging. know. <laughs> well, I think that's super cute, and I think we need to get a video of your kids doing the floss. Oh gosh, I can send it to you. I should not. I'm not gonna put that on the internet yeah. because the internet never goes away. You're right. You're right. Well, then I need to see it for my own personal enjoyment. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of our own personal enjoyment, what are we talking about today? Double Dare. Yes. Oh, we hate the to, new one. Yeah, we hate to Just go back to out. the reboot. Well, but but there's a new Double Dare, guys. And until Deborah mentioned this to me last week, I had no idea. Yeah, we um, when we were watching the zombies movie, there were. I think there were a lot of ads for Double Dare. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, because one is Disney and one is Nickelodeon. Okay. When I was watching something with my kids, <laughs> there were a lot of ads for Double Dare. And I loved Nickelodeon programming when I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Watched a lot of it. So. Well, because correct I, me if I'm wrong, but like Nickelodeon came as part of your basic cable package. But if you wanted like Disney, you had to pay extra, right? I believe so. So that's why we both grew up with a lot more Nickelodeon. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so for those of you who do not know, and I can't imagine there's anyone on the planet who doesn't know, I feel sorry for you. Double Dare is a game show where two teams of two kids face off in a trivia challenge paired with various goofy physical stunt challenges. Goofy and messy. Messy is an important component of Double Dare. Mm -hmm. So the dare in the name comes from the trivia portion. It's like if the kids think they don't know it, they can dare the other team to guess the right answer. And then if the other team still doesn't know it they can double dare the other team to answer so that's where double dare comes from um and after two rounds of trivia the winning team goes through a super messy obstacle course to attempt to win the grand prize and this if you hadn't gathered from our earlier conversation is a reboot of a show that ran from 1983 to 1996 it had a really long run i would not have guessed that it was on that many years but it was good so this new reboot literally just premiered when we're recording this by the time you hear the episode it will have been a little while but it just premiered this week for us the original host of double dare mark summers is back but he plays kind of more of a announcer role this time around he's kind of like the sidekick to the new host wouldn't you say I would say that he's like the red haired guy on David Letterman. Didn't he have like, was that the announcer and they'd once in a while show him Um, making a funny comment? I never watched much David Letterman, but it, I did think of Mm -hmm. the similar setup on like the early Conan show with uh, 
Is it Andy Richter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mark Summers, like, he is a producer on the show. I read an article that said he was happy to step into that producer role. And, and he also he gives the answers when the kids don't get the answer right or at all. He tells the audience the correct answer. Right. And the new primary host is uh, Liza Kashi or Koshi? Koshi, maybe? I don't know. Um, so Double Deer was Nick- Nickelodeon's first game show, and it was super successful for them. And it really sort of cemented Nickelodeon as a big power in children's television. So we're, we were excited to see it back, to say the least. We have never covered, a, I, don't, I guess you wouldn't call this a reality show. You'd just call it a game show. But we've never covered anything unscripted, have we? Um, not that I can think of. No. So it's about time, 35 episodes. It's time to jump into the world of unscripted television. Mm-hmm. So because there was so little that had aired at the time that we are recording, we both watched the pilot, season one, episode one, and then Deborah watched episode two, and I watched episode three. Uh, all week this week, they're playing two episodes a night, so by the time you hear this, there'll be significantly more content. But for now, we'll start by going through the episodes one by one, briefly, and then we'll move on to our more general thoughts. So... <laughs> Um, one thing that I think is consistent with the original Double Dare is that it just starts right in the minute the show starts, like the teams are doing a physical competition. And so in this one, um, the two different teams, they were like getting dressed in a one outfit thing for two people. So they had to each fit in like to a pant leg. Um, they each had to fit into a shirt together and then they, had to use one arm from each person to use these like fake hands to pick up a toy. It was funny to watch and looked really difficult. And so the winner of that got to go first and the teams were named the cavities and that was two brothers. And then the juicy pineapples, they were a boy girl set of twins. And I don't know how old these kids are, like 12, 14 ish. I would have put them more in the 11 range, but you have more experience with kids that age than I do. (laughs) I'm a really bad judge of age on any person. (laughs) (laughs) I would have put them, yeah, like late elementary, early middle school, probably. Um, So they answered some funny trivia questions. Some were like really easy for me which made me feel smart (laughs) and then I remembered that it's a show for like elementary school aged kids (laughs) um and then the first time they did a physical challenge it was a la original double dare like kind of it was just like potty humor like they had to put on these diapers and dunk their booties in a pool of water and then walk across the stage and sit in this chair that had a hole in it that fed into this cup and then they had to fill the cup with water from those diapers up to a certain line and they didn't do it it looked really hard to be fair it looked impossible to do it in the time (laughs) allotted ultimately the brothers win the twins the juicy pineapples did another physical challenge which they won but then 
the play shifted to the brothers and they, they did not answer a lot of questions correctly, <laughs> but they did enough. They won by like $50, which I was sad for the twins. I just have a special place in my heart for twins. So of I wanted course. them to win. <laughs> and then it was on to the obstacle course. And much of that is the same. Mm. Like there's the nose that you, that the contestants pick and find the orange flag and they, um, had to search through a couch to find the orange flag. There was a like a teeter totter sort of thing with like cheese whiz on it, <laughs> or that pump nacho cheese from the gas station. Um, and then they won a prize for getting each orange flag. And then the ultimate prize, which these brothers did not win, was space camp trip to space camp. Did you seem to remember Space Camp being like the ultimate prize even when we used to watch it? I think so. Yeah. Glad to know that Space Camp is still cool. Yeah. Super cool. So what did you what did you think of this pilot? Well, okay. First of all, obviously it doesn't hold up as well watching it as an adult as it did when you were a kid, right? No. No. Cuz the the whole appeal you know, the trivia seems too easy and the gross out stunts just make me think about how hard they'd be to clean up. Yeah. <laughs> but I wondered if you were as tickled by one of the obstacles in the final obstacle course, the unboxing obstacle. Yeah. And that was influenced by YouTube for sure. Yeah, it made me laugh because I would never have known about those unboxing videos if we hadn't done an episode about that way back when. Right. (laughs) It's a whole industry. It really is. I also had a total, oh my gosh, kids today moment when they were answering trivia questions and the brothers who ultimately won They knew that Elon Musk was the CEO of SpaceX, but they Mm -hmm. did not know the board game Clue. I know. It's so interesting, like, what anybody, I think, our age, like, anybody in their 30s would know, and then that cultural knowledge just evaporates. (laughs) so quickly and then Clue's just a relic which is fine it made me feel really sad really I mean it's it's yeah stuff like that is so ephemeral (sighs) well what did you think of the pilot I liked it it made me really nostalgic for the original like um, especially for some reason the obstacle course and watching them do that even though it seemed like really scaled down compared to what I remembered but I liked it it I mean now as a mother and an old person (laughs) I thought that kids were really adorable and one of the things I liked is like you can see and kind of hear them confer with each other about answering the questions Uh uh (laughs) and they were really cute the kids and the way they like you can just read their faces and they either know it or they don't know it and they're trying so hard. <laughs> they were adorable. Yeah, they certainly um, didn't seem overly polished, which was a nice change from the reality or game shows that we have for adults. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you watched 
I watched episode episode three. Do you want to go just straight to episode two? Yeah. So at the very, so at the very beginning, it starts right with a physical challenge. Um, and there are two teams, the mad dogs, and they are best friends. Um, and then the line drive 25 were a pair of cousins and the first part of the show. So Liza Koshy, she was wearing like a tight turtleneck that was kind of like rainbow colors. And then she was wearing this really cute pair of like dress shorts that were like Kelly green in color mm-hmm. and sneakers. And it was like a really cute outfit appropriate for the host of a kid game show. Um, she has a really nice figure. She's very petite. Um, she's a really attractive, cute young woman. And then Mark Summers comments on her outfit, (laughs) which made me really uncomfortable and made me wonder if he's, and I should not speculate on this, but it just made me wonder, like, is there a Me Too story somewhere? I hope not. That hasn't come out yet. And I, there's probably not, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but like, I don't want to see anywhere at all an older man in a position of power mm-hmm. commenting on his subordinates' clothing. You're- I just don't want to see it. There's no place for it. It's inappropriate, even if there's like no sexual intention behind it. Like, we're done. America, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. And I, I want to jump to Mark Summers' defense because I have such fond feelings. And obviously, I didn't see this episode, so I can't say the tone in which it was brought up. But I certainly know that my parents, who are probably closer to Mark Summers' age, are, like, super confused by formal shorts. Mm. <laughs> they are confusing. <laughs> I would never wear them. Yeah. I, I, I pull them off, nor would I want to. But, Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know if that could have possibly played into it. Like I said, I can't uh, can't comment since I didn't see it. But I certainly hope Mark Summers is as kind he's and genial probably, a man as he seems to be. <laughs> yeah, he's probably squeaky clean. And somebody just needs to send a memo to all men, even the squeaky clean ones, saying, like, we're not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Liza Koshy herself was a question, the subject of a question in the trivia. Um, And I was wondering about her background. I thought maybe she had a background in like broadcast journalism. (laughs) Turns out she won a Kids' Choice Award for favorite YouTube creator at the Kids' Choice Yeah. Um, There was a very funny physical challenge that the Mad Dogs, those best friend basketball players, did together. And the girl she had like a funnel strapped to her body and it went into like a test tube that they had to fill up to a certain level and then her friend the boy he had to like dip this squid suction thing into like a vat of gross gooey gel 
and then shoot it and try to get it into the funnel and fill up the thing. And they filled it up like right away, but then they just kept going. (laughs) And Liza Koshy was like, you're done. You're done. You filled it up. You got to the line and they just didn't quit. And then this (laughs) young girl, she like kept sliding on the jelly and like falling. And like, she was definitely doing it on purpose. She was a last clown type of character. And they, had a little bit of trouble reining her in, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. It was a very spontaneous moment. And then um, the cousins eventually got to the obstacle challenge. Um, and then they did this funny dance, and Liza Koshy referred to it as do, doing the Carlton, which I think is a Fresh Prince reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, those are all the moments that stood out to me. I, I thought guess- it was... Some of those things aren't quite as ephemeral. They may have forgotten Clue, but they all know how to do the Carlton. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if those kids have watched Fresh Prince, though. Maybe they've seen it like on a GIF or a GIF, if you prefer, how oh, to, however you pronounce well, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so did you like it better than the pilot? Was it just consistent or? It was pretty much the same. I thought yeah. it was good. How was episode three? I will just zip quickly through episode three since the format was very much the same. So it was two teams, the odd couple, which was two best friends, and the gruesome twosome, which was two stepbrothers. And uh, true to form, it started with another toilet challenge with kids hiking toilet paper rolls into toilets that were worn by their teammate. And then like throughout the trivia portion... It was funny because the odd couple were the only ones that ever did physical challenges. So they got to do all of them. And it was funny watching because I feel like the physical challenges were either super complicated and there's no way they could get them done in the 20 or 30 seconds that they were allotted or they were crazy easy. Like they Mm -hmm. did this one where one teammate sat in a giant like teacup And the other teammate just, like, had to push her under three different stations where she pulled a rope and had stuff dumped on her. And that was it. Like, that was the entirety of the challenge. It took, like, two seconds. It looked, like, appealingly sloppy and gross. But, like, that compared to pretty much anything they ever had to do involving filling up a liquid container to a line. I feel like mm-hmm. that was almost always totally undoable. Yeah. Yeah. Why are some of them so hard and some are, well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, But uh, this one, just like the pilot episode, ended up being super close. The team that went to the obstacle course, which was the odd couple, uh, they, again, only made it by $50. Um. And then they went to the obstacle course and they made it about halfway through. Really, the only thing that stuck out to me about this episode was the fact that it was two girls who made it to the obstacle course and they just kept talking about girl power. Everyone kept throwing it in. Liza, Mark Summers, like it was weird. It was like a little over the top. Maybe because maybe they were making up for the fact that on episode and episode Episode one and two, like the kids who made it to the obstacle challenge at the end were all male, all white male teams. Oh, that's true. I don't know. Just let maybe these it kids was to be make kids. maybe it was to make up for that. 
don't make them compete for their whole gender. That's a lot to uh, to it's ask of kids. a lot to live up to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was a cute episode. I guess we didn't... in. In any of these three episodes, we didn't see anyone make it to the end of the obstacle course, right? No, no. And the girl power team didn't in episode three either. Nope. So no one got to go to space camp. Actually, it was a different, I think it was a trip to Legoland in the third episode was the grand prize. Ooh, okay. That'd be a good prize. Yeah, you're the only one among us who's been to Legoland. Is it as good as space camp, do you think? Oh, apples and oranges, Katie. <laughs> I feel confident that I would prefer Space Camp, but I'm a super nerd, so. Yeah, I think Space Camp would be pretty awesome. I would <laughs> rather go there than, than Legoland, I think. Although I would totally vomit on that, like, spinny thing that they always show in the ads. There's no way I could do it now. As a kid, I would have liked to try it for sure. Yeah. How did this compare to the original as it exists in your head? Because I assume you haven't seen it in a long time. I felt like it was pretty true to form. Um, Like I said earlier, like it's like going back to your old elementary school. You feel like a giant and like (laughs) the building has shrunk it, I had that feeling. Like yeah. It wasn't as big and grand as I remembered it, but I'm pretty sure it was pretty much the same scale as it used to be. I've just grown <laughs> and I have all of these years of wisdom that I've accumulated. I think so that's the perfect way to describe it. I 100% agree with you on that. So what did you think of Liza as the host? To me, she was a little on the grading side. Oh, really? But I have a feeling that would be the case with anyone that they chose because they want someone who's going to be like aggressively kid friendly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did take a little gaze through her YouTube channel because I was curious Mm -hmm. because I am pretty bad at YouTube so I do not know any YouTube celebrities like this was my first experience with someone who had like made a career out of being a YouTube star Mm -hmm. and I guess she's getting a show on like the YouTube channel YouTube Red oh okay which I will never see because I pay for enough streaming services and I'm not going to pay for YouTubes even if it means I can't watch the Karate Kid reboot and it looked the show looked cute but like definitely not kid friendly okay so that was my first glimpse of her and I watched a couple of her videos and it seemed like kind of a weird fit like maybe children's television programming wasn't really on brand for her huh okay but I guess kids are watching her YouTube channel because she won that teen choice award so or that kids choice award uh so mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong and I just I'm bad at judging what content is appropriate for kids on YouTube well you know Jake Paul those Paul brothers is he the one that found the dead body yeah. Okay. Well, there's two of them, and I'm not sure which went into the suicide forest, but I don't think their content is really 
kid appropriate, but I think their primary audience is probably like middle school boys and girls. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, kids are always going to like something that's like a level beyond Mm -hmm. what the old fogies think they should like. So I should get over it. She didn't like curse in any of the videos. So I guess by that standard, it was fine. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess mostly more than like being concerned about the children. I was like, this just doesn't seem like something she would enjoy. Double dare? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. Like, I'm glad for you. Like, get the steady paycheck. That's awesome. But I thought she was really fun. She seemed to me like a fun substitute who may not have a legitimate teaching certificate, (laughs) but (laughs) is good with kids and can manage a classroom. You are full Um, of the best comparisons tonight. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So that was the vibe that I got from her, like... Or like the older sister who gives you a ride somewhere and you're like really happy that your friend's mom isn't driving because she's <laughs> an uncool grown-up. But like the sister that's home from college and is awesome is taking you someplace. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. That's a really good way to describe her attitude. And she was definitely a lot more fun and goofy and like trying to bond with the kids than Mark Summers ever was. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I don't think goofy is ever an adjective that has been ascribed to Mr. Summers. Right. (laughs) Do you think the 90s were kind of a golden age for kids game shows? I mean, yes, from my memory, Mm -hmm. but I have certainly not kept up with game game shows since then or current ones geared towards kids. I mean, just based on the commercials I've seen, I feel like I haven't seen commercials for a lot of game shows. And like when we were growing up, there was not only Double Dare, but there was Guts and Legend Secrets of the Hidden Temple or Legend of the Hidden Temple. I don't know. It seemed like there were a lot of like obstacle coursey game shows for kids. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if there's any type of influence from American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Obstacle course. Side note, I, would, I don't know. I would much rather do a double dare obstacle course than an American Ninja Warrior double or American Ninja Warrior obstacle course. <laughs> yeah, I would die on an American Ninja <laughs> Warrior obstacle course. I would course. like take one step and fall out. But in Double Dare, I would be making it all the way to Mount St. Double Dare. You better believe it. (laughs) I feel confident that I would at least win, like, the fat bike or the motorized scooter. (laughs) I'm going all the way to space camp. (laughs) Good for you. Girl power. (laughs) So you don't see too many game shows. I mean, we have a channel. The cable channel now devoted to game shows, but you don't see too many game shows on like primetime television anymore either. Do you think they've been replaced by like the reality competition shows? Like MasterChef Junior mm-hmm. Chopped? Probably. There is one that I'm aware of because my dad likes it mm-hmm. and it's called like Kid Genius or something like that. 
and it's kids who are actual geniuses competing together, but the intended audience for that seems more like adults. Is that the one with Neil Patrick Harris? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen ads. You're right. I forgot about it. Yeah, and honestly, this is just not what I like to watch anymore, so I'm really not up on the game show scene mm-hmm. at all. Do you watch any reality television at all? Not really. Yeah. No. Same. It's just hard because it's one of those things that you kind of have to keep up with week to week. And I just don't have the time in my schedule for that anymore. No. I mean, I used to before I had kids. Mm -hmm. Like between grad school and kids, I think I watched a lot of reality TV because that was kind of a golden age of reality TV and people I worked with watched it. So Mm -hmm. it was like something we all talked about so like biggest loser top mm-hmm. chef project runway love project runway mm-hmm. yeah so I guess there is a place in my heart for reality tv but I just don't watch a lot of it anymore so we kind of already talked about our thoughts on Liza um I just have to share the one anecdote that I heard about Mark Summers that I really love (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's true I didn't do any research it could be a total rumor but I heard that he suffers pretty badly from OCD oh and that the messiness of the original show like hosting Double Dare nearly drove him crazy I bet so I was wondering if like that's why he's kind of stepped back and now he's the announcer and he doesn't deal with the slime yeah, because Liza definitely got up in there. She got dirty. Yeah. Like, her clothes are going to need to go to the dry cleaner. Like, I wonder, like, I hoped at one point that that was, like, her wardrobe for the show and that she didn't have to, like, shop for or buy those clothes. Or oh, gosh, I hope so. Take care of them. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we might not see those confusing dress shorts again. <laughs> I also loved that the kids seemed like normal kids and they weren't hyper coached and I guess I already said that but like I feel like so many kids on TV these days like because they watch so much YouTube and they're so exposed to social media like they have more of a attitude of how they're supposed to behave mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I felt like for the most part these kids were pretty free from that yeah they just seemed like really sincere like they were trying hard they were having fun um one of them I think it was the team of brothers from episode one like they kept dabbing Do you yeah that? and it looked really awkward but you know cute <laughs> but that's like what kids his age just do like yeah. that's a nobody told him to do that in fact maybe somebody told him don't dab so much when the camera's running. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just so unselfconscious, and I found that to be really refreshing. Yeah, definitely. So do you have any adult shows that this compares to besides the ones we've already talked about? Um, American Adventure being the main one. Yeah, yeah, I... I was really hard pressed to come up with one because I couldn't think of any currently airing shows that have such a physical component. This is not currently currently airing, but do you remember Fear Factor? Yeah, I wrote that one down. Like that seemed like maybe the most similar for adults where you would have to like eat scorpions or whatever. Or some of the 
challenges on like Survivor, which I have actually never ever watched. Yeah, or... <laughs> <laughs> but I am aware that they have physical challenges of some sort. So I wrote that one down too. <laughs> yeah. Or Naked and Afraid. Oh, yeah. Have you ever <laughs> heard of that or watched? That? I have actually watched a couple episodes of Naked and Afraid. And if you haven't, it's pretty addictive. Um, I watched one episode where somebody got really sunburned and I ugh, had like a sympathy sunburn. Oh, it no. looked so horrible. <laughs> and like I gave up the sun like 10 or 12 years ago. And <laughs> I just couldn't do it after that. Watch it, I mean. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look pleasant, anything that they're going through, but I don't know. It, it's less titillating than the title would suggest, I guess. Yeah, well, it is definitely a show where they have just like miles and miles of footage and somebody painstakingly went through and did a wonderful job of cutting it up to make it as suspenseful as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those Discovery shows are really good about the editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Survivor and Fear Factor. That's what I had. Anything else from you? No, oh, I was struggling with this a little bit. And for the reboot, I am just going to go with a reboot of something that maybe this has already been rebooted. But do you remember Supermarket Sweep? Yes. Mm-hmm. Has that been rebooted already? I don't know. I know that uh, the celebrity chef Guy Fieri has a show on Food Network called Grocery Games, which I have never okay. watched, but just the fact that they have such similar titles make me think that maybe they're similar in some ways. Well, this has really nothing to do with <laughs> Double Dare, but if anybody from Target HQ is listening, I think it would be awesome to do like a Target sweep, but to saddle people with like the extra large cart with like the double kid oh. seats at the front. Do you have those at your target? Oh yeah. Yeah. With like, <laughs> and you have to have like the biggest kid possible <laughs> fit in there and then like a squirmy toddler. So like just to add to like the cha- the physical challenge of it. So you've got to like push this unwieldy cart and fill it up with like the, you know, most, highest the highest priced items but like you got to stop the toddler from like climbing out of the cart and you have to like get the big kids to stop whining like it's probably too much too close to my real life I wouldn't really (laughs) watch it but I think other people may like it I was similarly lost on this one but did you ever see the show the newlywed game oh yeah I remember that okay yeah so it's a pretty simple concept like you have newlyweds and the one one of them leaves and the other is asked questions and then like they compare their answers to see like how well they know that person. Mm-hmm. So I thought we could reboot the newlywed game, but with like super personal questions. And then if one member of the couple got it wrong, they'd have to publicly perform their spouse's least favorite chore. Which the double dare connection came from the fact that my least favorite chores are always bathroom related. So like whatever it is, it's going to be gross. It's going to involve like Mm -hmm. toilets or kitty litter or hair clogged drains or something like that. (laughs) Killing spiders. Uh, See, I'm pretty, I'm pretty okay with that. 
I like that. That's a good idea. <laughs> I am the resident spider killer in our house, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. My sister, my oldest sister, likes to recount this anecdote that totally did not happen, but I'm happy to take credit for it. She claims that we were staying at a hotel together, and there was a spider in the bathroom, and I just walked in and killed that thing with my bare hands. Oh my god, Katie, you're a hero. I'm certain that I never did. Like, maybe (laughs) I did it with like a wad of toilet paper or something, but I'm not touching it with my bare hands. But... If that's the story she wants to tell, I kind of like it. It makes me sound badass. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Like you should claim it. So we already kind of talked about this a little bit, but do you think it was better when we were kids? Um, there was less content when we were kids, so I think Double Dare was more of a standout. I think this is a pretty good show, though. I think there's so, so much content for kids, though. I'm not sure if this is going to be like a big hit. Right. As much as anything is a big hit anymore. Right. But I do like that it's a little bit different. And like you said, we haven't explored the landscape enough to know how much similar game show or reality show content there is for kids. But Mm -hmm. uh, I think just based on the fact that so much of the other content is scripted, there might be a niche for it. Mm-hmm. Would you ever watch it alone voluntarily? No, no. Like I said, the trivia was too easy. And, you know, I get enough joy just looking at how adorable my own kid is. <laughs> yeah, I would not watch it alone, but I would definitely watch it with my kids. Whereas a lot of the time, if they're watching a show, I'm not interested in it. But right. I would sit down like it's only half an hour. I did watch it with my kids and they all really liked it. And That's so awesome. I would rather watch it this half hour show, um, I don't know, once a week than last summer. They all really wanted to watch American Ninja Warrior. And that is like two hours. It's so <laughs> long. And it's not always appropriate for kids because they show like people's sad backstories. And sometimes they're too sad for like a five-year-old to be exposed to so not alone but with my family yeah um so here's the next step in that question what is going to be your reaction when one of your kids asked to like have a double dare themed birthday party or something are you going to be like bring on the nacho cheese like we can definitely do this in our backyard you know they all have birthdays when it's cold weather or definitely winter so you could maybe make a outdoor challenge obstacle course that wasn't so gross because if it's cold it's not that gross yeah and it can involve like getting messy and wet with snow right yeah how about you (laughs) well jay's a summer baby so it's a whole different uh whole different ball game there but I definitely pestered my mom for a double dare party and I think she artfully sidestepped the issue uh I don't know if I would have it in me to sidestep it though because it does seem like fun to slide down a slide of shaving cream and Mm -hmm. you know crawl on my elbows through nacho cheese uh 
but it does not sound fun to clean it up. So I did not watch this with Jay, and maybe that's a good thing for now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to walk back my answer and just say no, because I would not want to send my kid to a birthday party that was Double Dare themed <laughs> at all. So I think it's a bad idea. All right. All right. Sorry, uh, kid. Well, what did you think for ratings? I would say four. Yeah. Four stars. I would give it a solid three. Like it was entertaining enough, but I, like I said, I wouldn't watch it again. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Facebook to continue the conversation at facebook.com slash myscreentime2. And that's also where you'll find out what we're covering in our next episode if you want to watch along with us. You can tweet us with show or movie suggestions or general comments at at myscreentime2. Email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. And our theme music was composed and performed by me and my adorable children. And our podcast is produced by Katie. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by parents. Bye. Bye. My screen time too.